You're listening to Rama for Today. Just a bare floor, man. She hit that floor. And, uh, and so she lay there praising God for a little while. And then she made an effort to get up. Some of the ladies helped her to her feet. And, and when she got up, one of the ladies said, did it, did it hurt you? She said, what hurt me? <laughs> well, did you hurt yourself? She said, hurt myself? Yeah, did you hurt you? She said, how could I hurt myself? Well, when you fell. Oh, she said, did I fall? <laughs> yeah, you fell in the floor. Well, she said, I never did know it. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagen continues his teaching on Zoe, the God kind of life. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message. I remember after that I was baptized in the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues as a young Baptist boy preacher and pastor way back 1937 and uh, received the left foot of fellowship from among the Baptists. Came over among Pentecostal people. And I can remember this I, in 1939, and I'd had the Baptist of the Holy Ghost for about 18 months, two years then, of course. And I became concerned about something. I was pastor myself of a full gospel church. We had an altar, and that's fine. I believe that. But I noticed this, that so many of the people, almost half of the people that came to the altar to be saved went away unsaved. Now why? Well, of course, I could understand as I look back now, I can see that so many people wanted to base it all on feelings. You feel like God saved you, get them right out of the spiritual realm and faith realm, back into the flesh realm. But I remember I went to the Lord about it and said, Lord, I'm just not, something's not working right here. Something's not working right here. I, of course, I didn't have time to pray with everybody and deal with everybody individual. You can understand that. Either altar workers are not dealing with these people correctly or something's wrong because you said him that cometh unto me, I'll no wise cast him out. These people came. They weren't forced into coming. Nobody got a hold of them and drug them down there. They came of their own will. They came of their own volition. And it's just not right. I remember I fasted and prayed two or three days about it. And over about the third day of my fast, the Lord spoke to him and said, if you'll have them to pray like this, never will one go away unsaved. And since 1939, I've never seen one that came for salvation go away unsaved. Not one single one. Not one single one. When you come according to the word of God, my brother, sister, it always works. And I've had pastors to say to me, full gospel pastors, simply God pastors. I've had them to say to me two years after I'd been to their church to preach a revival and back in that area sometime, back to the same church or back in the same area. And I've had pastors say, you know, Brother Hagin, you know what a meeting we had in your meeting? So many young people were saved and young couples were saved. We never lost a family. We never lost a one of them. Every single one of them are still saved, still in the church. You see, when you come in on the right basis, when you come in on the right ground, when you come in on the right foundation, when you build on the right foundation, it makes all the difference in the world. If you build on the foundation of doubt and fear, my friends, then the devil's going to undermine your experience with God. And so, the Lord said to me by the Spirit uh, to, to, to have them to pray in this manner. This may not be word for word, but it's the essence of it. 
I always have them to pray and say, Father, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that you'll not turn me away or cast me out because you said in your word, him that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast him out. And I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe that he died for my sins according to the scriptures. And I believe that he's raised from the dead for my justification according to the scriptures. Or justification means that I might be set right with God. I believe that. Because of his death, burial, and resurrection, I'm set right with God. And so I receive Jesus as my Savior. And I confess him as my Lord. And your word says... In Romans 10th chapter, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I'm calling on you now, so I know I'm saved. And you said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, thou'll be saved. And I'm confessing that with my mouth, and I believe it in my heart. And you said with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with my heart, I believe that I'm made right with God. That's what righteous mean. I'm made right with God. And you said in that 10th verse, with the mouth, confessions made unto salvation. So with my mouth, I confess I'm saved. Hallelujah. God's word works. I said that to you so that you can help others in the right way to establish them upon the faith. I remember holding a meeting in this church that I was talking about where I became concerned only so many came. I held a meeting there before I became pastor. And there was a lady came to the altar to be saved. As I said, I didn't have time to individually pray with everyone. Many were coming. And the uh, altar workers and the Christians were praying with them. We had no prayer rooms, our open room, many being wanting to be filled with the Spirit and then to be saved. And so this lady, this particular lady, uh, I remember she stayed in church all night. She prayed 90% of the time of eight hours and 40 minutes. I know because I timed her. I'm a great one to do that, you know. She left the church house three times, but before she got off the church ground, she burst back into the church through the door saying, oh, I can't leave, I can't leave. I, if I die, I'm going to hell and I want to be saved. And she'd fall in the altar to pray. Well, the next morning at 20 minutes to 8 o'clock, my wife and I and some had stayed all night long. And that dear woman had cried and prayed, I would say, 90% of the time of that 8 hours and 40 minutes. And, and, and at, eight, at 20 minutes till 8 o'clock the next morning, she's walking up and down before the altar, wringing her hands and crying and praying. And she stopped. I'm, it must have been the, 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 the 24th time that I told her, maybe 30th time. She stopped in front of me and said, Oh my God, Brother Hagin, what in the world am I going to do? I said, Do just what I told you to do. You cried, you prayed, you repented. Yes, God knows I'm through with sin. I'm tired of sin. I want to be saved. Well, I said, Just simply take Jesus as your Savior and confess Him as your Lord. Well, she said, How do you do that? I told her all night, you know. I mean, 30 times, 24 to 30 times. Well, she said, I said, Just simply look up to Him, lift up your hands, and said, Well, I'll just take it your word. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for my sins according to Scripture. I believe he was raised from the dead for my justification. I confess him as my Lord and confess him saved. Well, I remember she just shrugged her shoulders, you know, as though it wouldn't work, you know, and looked up, you know, and lifted her hand and said, Dear God, you know, I've done everything I know to do, and I've cried, and I've prayed, and I've repented, and I've been here all night, and, and I don't know anything else to do, and I do believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and I believe he died for my sins according to the Scripture, so I'll just take him as my Savior and confess him as my Lord. When she said that, the power of God fell on her. She's the first person way back in 1939 I ever saw fall under the power. They didn't do that in the Baptist church. I was standing right in front of her. 
But when she made that confession, the power of God fell on her. She fell under the power on the floor. This little old full gospel church, little old store building, had been moved out there from another location, just set up on blocks, you know. And this woman wasn't fat, but she's a big woman. When she hit the floor, it shook that building like a truck and run into it. <laughs> Nobody caught her. Just a bare floor, man. She hit that floor. And, uh, and so she lay there praising God for a little while. And then she made an effort to get up. Some of the ladies helped her to her feet. And, and when she got up, one of the ladies said, did it, did it hurt you? She said, what hurt me? <laughs> well, did you hurt yourself? She said, hurt myself? Yeah, did you hurt you? She said, how could I hurt myself? Well, when you fell. Oh, she said, did I fall? <laughs> yeah, you fell in the floor. Well, she said, I never did know it. Well, she said, when I said that, when I said what Brother Hagin told me to say, I just take Jesus as my Savior and confess him as my Lord. She said, it seemed like Jesus just took me into his arm. I thought I fell in the arms of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. She never did know she hit the floor. Praise God. A couple of nights later, she or, or, or so she is filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with the other tongue. Well, you see, that's what Romans said here, Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, the margin said, Jesus is Lord. That means you confess him as your Lord. And believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I was reading some time ago from a certain minister of the gospel. I put a question mark behind that. Maybe I should say a so-called minister of the gospel. I'll not call what church he's a member of. You may be a member of that church and think maybe I'm throwing off on it, but I'm not. I don't mean this to be destructive criticism. I mean it to be constructive. I want to point something out to you. They were interviewing this man. Reporters were. And then not only that, but he wrote an article. This man wrote an article. And in this article... He said that it really didn't make any difference whether, you know, said there's some question whether Jesus was ever really rose from the dead or not. It didn't make any difference. It makes all the difference in the world. It makes a difference between heaven and hell. It makes a difference between being lost and being saved. It makes a difference between spiritual life and spiritual death because that's the way you receive eternal life. That's the way you're born again is believing that he rose from the dead. That's the thing to believe, that he's the Son of God and that he arose from the dead, that he died for your sins according to the Scriptures and that he arose from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Notice carefully. Because if thou shalt confess with thy mouth Jesus as Lord, it's not enough to take him as your Savior. You must acknowledge his Lordship over your life. The reason for this is very obvious. We have been the servants and we've been the subjects as well as children of the enemy of God, of the devil. We have belonged to the kingdom or the country of the devil. Now we want to leave that country and come into God's country and become naturalized citizens. But before we can do this, we must swear allegiance to the new fatherland, so to speak, and make our absolute unconditional break with our old fatherland. So he said that we must confess Jesus Christ as Lord. That means as the new ruler of our heart life as well as our intellectual life. 
One of the difficulties that will confront us is that we shall wish to have Jesus as our Savior, but not as our Lord. Many people want him as their Savior from hell, but they don't want him as their ruler on the earth. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. The first item in the offer is the book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, Zoe, The God Kind of Life. Also included is Kenneth Hagan's three CD series, Faith That Works. These great resources are for the special price of $17.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. So, you know, we are so glad that you partner with us. You know, we have so many of you that come when we're on the road uh, doing our crusades. You come up and say, I've been a partner with you for a long time. Others come say, hey, I just become a partner. And uh, you say, well, what is a partner? Well, it's somebody that prays regularly for us and sends an offering at least once a month, whatever you can afford to send to help support Rhema, keep Rhema Bible College going and keep this program going. And you just go to rhema.org slash WPC on the computer and you get all the information. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan on Zoe, the God kind of life. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.